Welcome to Sound DeFi, the podcast that delivers key insights from today's thought leaders on all things DeFi, blockchain, and crypto, and private market asset data. I'm your host, Chris Berg. We just had a great conversation about the path of liquidity for private assets and really the tokenization of some of those assets. So join us now, Andrew Au. He is the CEO of AG Delta, managing partner with Heritage Horizon Capital. First off, thanks for being here. I know you came in from Dubai, so long trip. We appreciate you taking the time to be here. And just Thank speak a little about this this tokenization and, and taking these assets and obviously you know, getting them to become more liquid. Great. Thanks, Chris. Look, ultimately, if we, uh, if we if you look at this topic and the problem statement, ultimately, you've got on the left-hand side, on one side, uh, companies that want to raise capital. Uh, and they're looking to raise capital from new sources beyond traditional means uh, in the digital asset space. And on the other side, you've got investors looking to uh, ultimately get great exit value and, and, and paths to liquidity. And I think when you combine those two sort of dynamics, uh, ultimately, uh, you've got the issue of if we're raising money in the digital asset space, you know, what's the missing link? You know, what's the problem? And, and I think the problem comes down to uh, an issue of trust and, and, and understanding uh, these investments. You know, some of the investments we do at Heritage Horizon focuses on sustainable and, and digital assets. And in that example, in, the, in that panel, um, you know, we've got challenges to actually value, uh, in this case, uh, 16 mines for, for the um, issuance of uh, coal and nickel or algae, you know, biofuels um, that we deliver to all companies with carbon credits. So there's a real challenge there. And I think there's a, a great opportunity working within the Invenium ecosystem to value them more regularly, uh, particularly with the current uh, volatility we're seeing in the commodity markets, uh, build trust, and therefore uh, enable us to credentialize uh, these investments, create paths to raising capital, and then ultimately paths to liquidity. Can you speak more to the Inegra and the Algate project? You showed yes, us a great case yes. study, and I asked because uh, I'm from North Dakota. We've got 800 years of coal up in North Dakota that, that we could utilize, and one of the things as well is we're utilizing ethanol and oil. We're a big oil producer, but also now we're doing a lot with carbon capture. So knowing that, can you speak to these two projects you just mentioned and how you're utilizing that tokenization within these commodities? and? what that might mean here in America as well. Right, Chris. Um, well, I've, I think if you look at the Enegra situation, um, we have about $28 billion of offtake over the next 30 years with these miners, which we've nurtured over the last decade. That offtake of commodities involves, as you mentioned in Dakota, you've got coal, thermal coal, so fossil fuels you know, used for steel, not going anywhere anytime soon, no matter what anyone says. And then on the other side, you've got nickel ore, which is used for uh, lithium batteries for electronic vehicles, so total ESG play. So you've got this sort of balance. And I think with tokenization, you know, traditionally, it'd be interesting, oh, can I invest in half the company? And it's, it's difficult. And I think what tokenization enables you to do is it enables you to say, well, look, if I have an equity token or a debt token on a particular theme, which could be counter-cyclical for fossil fuels, ESG for uh, nickel, then investors can invest specifically knowing that their funds are used for that specific thematic purpose. So that's an example of the Negra. In the example of our uh, Heritage Horizon Next Generation algae or biofuels, you know, we're super excited about that because, you know, traditionally with biofuels, it competes with food because you've got land space, you've got soybean, uh, corn crops, you need fresh water and a lot of sun. Uh, and that's what you got in uh, Dakota. And, and we also have that in Asia and Middle East and Africa's. And, and I think with algae, um, what, what's really interesting is, you know, algae 
was you know the biggest carbon sink historically in this world when it was not uh, not uh, uh, you know inhabitable we had algae grow in the oceans and then algae uh, sequestered carbon dioxide you know thus making the uh, the earth's uh, environment more habitable and then we saw the development of life you know fast forward to present day with with algae oil it's a huge carbon sink so it is able to, for every one metric ton in our um, in our oil tank farms, for one, every one metric ton we extract from algae biomass, it sequesters 2.2 metric tons of carbon dioxide. So it's not only carbon neutral, it's vastly carbon negative. And if you think about what that means for oil majors uh, that we off take to, well, they've got their traditional sort of fuel sources. They need to put in uh, biofuels or clean oil into the E10 or etc. Well, that is able to uh, dramatically change the game for them. Uh, they're able to get the uh, carbon credits and therefore increase the ESG rating and lower their cost of uh, of capital for borrowing. So there's enormous environmental benefits, but also enormous financial benefits. So how you know. does the tokenization fit into this picture? Well, if you think about it, you know, each algae farm, it's like a nursery, like you're farming. So you've got baby, you know, thousands of nursery tanks that are cultivating uh, bi- algae biomass. And the exciting thing about that, which adheres to the United Nations uh, Sustainable Development Goals, is we don't need fresh water. It just needs seawater. We don't need arable land. Uh, that could be used to plant crops and food, we just need non-arable land, which means that you can plant it in the desert. You can, and uh, So there's a lot of parallels in Dakota and some of the places we're working in, in Malaysia and the Middle East. So, so with the tokenization element, you know, each investor, whether it's retail or institutions, can support a particular tank. So rather than, you know, and, 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 you know, we've done the numbers, for example, in Malaysia, where we've got in, in Southeast Asia, which is, you know, one of the biggest biofuel producers with palm tree, algae extracted oil comes at an extraction yield 700 times more efficient than palm oil. So it's absolutely amazing. But you can invest in the tank because we can tokenize that plant. And, you know, with uh, 1.5 million uh, uh, tanks, we've already calculated that Malaysia will be net carbon neutral. So we hear about these Paris Accords, we hear about COP26, blah, 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 it's going to happen. I think one of the biggest challenges in this world is that there aren't enough disruptive projects that has elements that ESG friendly, but also commercial, so you can get adoption, and have ability to have a movement, a global movement, not a movement in a particular region behind it. And if you think about it, all of us can invest a fraction of our disposable income to contribute towards part of a tank or a tank, which would generate positive returns because it's commercially viable, but also it would sequester carbon dioxide at a rate of 2.2 times for every um, you know metric ton of crude algae created. So it's just, you know really really exciting and something that we think is uh, going to be one of the biggest impact projects uh, I think uh, that we're going to see over the next decade. I was going to say it sounds incredible. So if you don't mind, then share with us a little bit about your partnership with Invenium and how Invenium is going to help you execute what you're talking about. 
Yeah, well, look, uh, I mean, back to my earlier point, you've got this dichotomy on one side where you've got companies that need to raise capital to continue to expand and execute those strategies that we talked about, you know, having enough algae tanks to make a particular country uh, carbon neutral uh, or enough, um, you know, offtake of commodities. But I think it comes down to an issue of getting people comfortable. So if investors look at you know, this $28 billion of offtake agreement in Enegra or these $10.5 billion of offtake for crude algae oil that we have, people want to understand the valuation. What are they investing in? You know, what are the unit economics? What happens if um, we have geopolitical risk, high volatility in commodity prices? You know, I guess what, what normally uh, makes investors comfortable is that they can see uh, a proof of state, as Invenium says, and, and that proof of state is validated through taking market prices, taking other metrics, and linking it to third-party independent valuers. And that's all achievable in our collaboration with Invenium and the ecosystem that comes behind it. So not particular uh, any organization, it's this whole ecosystem that we're really excited about in, in partnering as a client and as a partner with Invenium and their alliance of partners. And uh, I think this is by far one of the most exciting opportunities. And like anything else, you need a, you know, one entity isn't enough to, to make a movement. And, and this ecosystem is a really constructive and positive. We need your take on two more things, if you don't mind. I just read an article yesterday, as a matter of fact, a company in Argentina now uh, tokenizing wheat, soybeans, different commodities, and using that as leverage to go and create loans. Just your assessment of that, because North Dakota very ag-related as well, your assessment of that, and where do you see that going. Oh, that's a very exciting use case of tokenization. You know, beyond tokenizing a company and, and for equity and digitizing its shares, which is a positive move because it means, you know, stakeholders at companies still remain accountable to token holders and shareholders. That shouldn't change with, uh, you know, innovation and technology. But it also opens up, uh, as you mentioned, other opportunities, which are debt tokens. And that's something where we're looking also uh, very uh, actively and, and actually implementing because to finance the, the, the nickel uh, trades for the offtake and to finance the development of, uh, of the uh, algae tank, uh, oil tank farms, we can finance that through debt. And again, that debt can be thematically linked. So you can invest it in a region um, uh, like Dakota, or you can invest it in a, you know, a particular commodity class. Uh, and that's all achievable through tokenization. And, and furthermore, you can crowdsource. So it's not just getting the uh, Wall Street or the institutions or the big families. As I said, everyone can contribute. And, and when that becomes the case, it becomes potentially viral. And when it becomes potentially viral, we've got a global movement, then I think we all can uh, assist and, 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 and you know, show governments how we can get the world really uh, carbon neutral very quickly. Yeah, last question yeah. for you. So take us out five years. What's happening in this space? What, what's going on five years from now in this arena? Well, look, uh, I think five years from now, the technology is going to be invisible. You know, the innovation that we see with Web3, uh, the theme, the key topic of this uh, Invenium conference, in my opinion, my layman terms, is it displaces time and, and space. 
So no longer uh, do you have to spend hours and days and weeks on rummaging through documentation uh, that's held in Jakarta that needs to be sent to New York and then valued in West Coast, sent back to London. All of that's now possible on the blockchain. It displaces time and it displaces space because, you know, again, those files don't need to be rummaged and sent everywhere. What I've seen in, in five years' time, Chris, is that essentially because we've unlocked the trust through credentializing, controlling the parameters and enabling companies to monetize, in enabling investors to monetize through paths to liquidity, what we're going to see is we're going to see these assets available 24-7, not that because we can trade them, but because that's what it's going to be in a more decentralized world. That, that, that's the world I sort of see. And more importantly, it should be a, a more safer environment for investments to look at because if we can cut and spend less time on cutting through the noise, investors, the right companies will sift to the top quicker and investors will be able to you know, get access to them in a more safer, more accessible, safer and relevant uh, way. Andrew, thank you so much. I really appreciate the insight. I'm glad how you finished it because we were talking to a gentleman earlier talked about you know some possibility of money laundering with properties in London that's happening. He said, hey, Chris, this blockchain is going to clean all that up because there's going to be obviously the proof of work and stake that you've talked about. So again, Andrew Rao, just an incredible, incredible conversation. He's with AG Delta, managing partner. You can hear he's um, doing some great, great things in a lot of different arenas. So thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. This is Sound DeFi, the podcast that delivers key insights from today's thought leaders on all things DeFi, blockchain, crypto, and private market asset data. 